like you might look like Jenny Slate if you were a girl. Maybe so. That's just Maybe, is that why you're narcissism? To yeah. It? I yes. Hey, 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 Pants update, Pete. Pants update. Have something uh, for us? Joggers aren't for me. Oh, why? I tried them on for the first time ever this weekend. I was I felt a little crazy. I was like, you know what? Joggers seem to be coming back in style or being they're in style now. They remain in style. I'm uh I'm going to see if I can pull them off. And it turns out that I cannot. I look like a fucking idiot. You've been going it out. You've been going out. You've been boozing it up. You've been living this can't be a trying something crazy for you anymore. You're you're too out there now. That's just the, this is just the normal. That's a normal Saturday for Pete now. <laughs> trying on joggers, trying on pants. throwing caution to the wind, choosing against getting them. But it was a Saturday, by the way. It was yeah, a Saturday think, during the day. Yeah, I think uh, well, you told me Sunday. You were like, so guess what I did yesterday? Yeah, tried, I tried on, on joggers. And fucking crazy. Day. I was exhausted when you said it. You said uh, I I tried on joggers and I just can't pull them off. <laughs> and I took that as like I can't take them off because <laughs> like, I like I them liter- so much. No, I thought in, no. So that's what like, I said. I was like, is it because they didn't fit or? or <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were saying you can't get them off of your legs. How tight. Of a pair of joggers would I have to try on where I literally couldn't pull them off my body? I don't know. Sometimes I have one pair of joggers that are a little tricky on getting them off because yeah, they're tapered. Thighs. That's right. <laughs> no, honestly, it's it's at the ankles where it struggles the most because they're tapered and it's just a, a production. I gotcha. I uh, I just think my body type doesn't lend well to joggers. I'm I think very that... short and compact. <laughs> And it, that's true. They look like you parachute look like a pants. Or yeah. No, it makes me look like I'm wearing parachute pants. Yeah, um, I've got one pair of joggers I don't wear at all because it makes me look like I'm wearing parachute pants. Um, joggers are very much a uh, depends on the person type of article of clothing. And honestly, right now I haven't been wearing a lot of joggers recently because I've put a couple pounds back on. And I think that there's like a very, very fine line between when joggers look good on one or when joggers look good on me versus when they don't. And I'll put them on some days and I'll just be like, nope, <laughs> not today. Get back on that bike, you'll, you'll be. You little bitch. And, and then they'll. A little fat bitch. <laughs> I, I, honestly, it's, it's, not a, it's not a good time when you put on. Because joggers are so. When you wear joggers, you're like. Joggers are kind of like the boxer briefs of uh, of pants because when you when you're wearing them or when you switch them, I should say, you get very excited about yourself and you think that you're kind of a cool guy. I got really excited when I switched to joggers like a year ago, and Fidelberg like responded with a link to a story he wrote forever ago that was like, "Hey, just a heads up, joggers, joggers they're mine. I'm doing it." <laughs> um, um, that's how I feel about like uh, about. Skinny pants. I switched to skinny pants like a year ago. Nice. I still can't do the uh, skinny. Th- I like. I haven't. It's because you have fat thighs. I could. Right. I <laughs> maybe. That's when I, my response to everything in this podcast. Oh yeah, it's fat thighs. Right. Just be like, I don't feel very well. <laughs> well, that's that's because all of your fat is collecting in your thighs, and that sends messages to your heart, and it's not good. Um, your arteries in your thighs are clogged. Right. I I've never done like the Jason Sudeikis thing, um, wh- where. Because as a yo-yo dieter, uh, where at a point of like being in better shape, like oh, okay, I'm like gonna wear fully it all throw, skinny, throw right. away your entire wardrobe and right switch it out with fitted stuff. Right, yeah, I haven't quite done that, um, but I did, have. I told you about athletic fit pants. No, that's the way to go. They're for like kind of fat guys 
who want to look like maybe they're wearing... Yeah, I know. So they're called Athletic Fit, and what it is is it's basically tapered at the leg and uh, pretty big in the thighs. So it's... It's no it's, athletic people are actually going out and being like, finally, something that fits my leg. Guys like me are jumping on that shit, though. So Because the athletic people wear the skinny pants because it makes their legs look bigger. Right, exactly. Athletic people are all about accentuating. Yes, and exactly. The athletic fit pants are more about hiding. So uh, right. to people who struggle from my affliction, um, go out and get some athletic fit pants. They make you look good. They make you feel good. Um, and you don't have to go full Sudeikis. I'm bummed though that you don't do joggers because joggers yeah. are. This slimy. this would be a really great time to have a uh, a sponsorship from a pants company where it could be like, go get a pair of this pants. Right. So but pants people, the, the pants store. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by pants. Shouts to Ron Burgundy. Um, a dog <laughs> stabbed its owner. Uh, yeah, that did happen, apparently. Yeah, a dog picked up a knife and went over to its owner, and its owner tried to give him treats to get him to drop the knife, and instead the dog stabbed <laughs> the owner. Just literally sliced her arm open. Uh, yeah. Did you see the picture? Of the gash? Yeah. That was like a so it wasn't. Stabbing. It wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't like, oh, the dog ran... Ran across my arm with a knife. No. And it, like, just, oh, it, like, broke skin a little. This was a fucking A dog gash. tried to, to shut its owner up. It, yes. It, uh, fully team dog here, by the way. There's, why? Because, I mean, dogs don't do anything wrong, so this owner is obviously a piece of shit if the dog is trying but to stab her. As a dog owner whose dogs try to kill themselves, aren't you worried that maybe <laughs> one day the dog will get the knife, start maybe cutting its paws, and then decide, you know what, this isn't my fault, this is somebody else's, and then go after the owner? Uh, no, I mean, if 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 a dog, if, it, if that's the way I go, I get murdered by a dog, I'm cool with it. Do we know the name of the dog? Uh, Mia. Mia? Yeah. So let's make Mia the next Bantu. <laughs> let's, uh, let's celebrate Mia. Yeah, Mia, Mia the murderer. Although you, you celebrate Mia, in, you celebrate a different Mia, Mia on Glitter. Twitter. Yeah. Right, so... Uh, I don't know if I have room in my life for two Mias. Two Mias? Yeah. Uh, there's there's no really other Mias. There's Mia Ham. But yeah, fuck that. Yeah. Uh, Mia Power Rankings. <laughs> Dog Khalifa 11A. Uh, so they thought that it was domestic violence, I read in the article. So, oh, really? Yeah. So you didn't read the article? <laughs> I saw the headline. I saw the gash, and I was like, oh, nice. Then I sent it to you. They thought that it was domestic violence, and then they like... Inter- interrogated the husband and he was at like his job or something and they were they're like yeah so i guess it was the dog so she went to the hospital and was like my dog stabbed me and they were like that's the, uh, what they all say the the police deputy said uh here's a direct quote obviously we're not charging mia with anything because she's a dog <laughs> <laughs> that's the you see we would we'd lock this fucker up but she happens to be a dog. So um, I'm kind of confident about making Mia a thing. I don't know how it quite can. Maybe they can name, name that Needs Philadelphia name. Uh, gorilla <laughs> Mia. Did, did worth, anyone... worth pointing out that uh, the the uh, the alligator from Florida finally got some respect this yes! weekend at yes. the uh, the Florida Gators game. Yeah. It said uh, Florida Gators. What is, what Someone is had a sign? sign that said Florida Gators eating children at Disney World since 2016. Nice. Awesome sign. Not a word wasted there. Gets to the point. Had a little had the Disney logo and everything. 
Pretty Mwah. respectful. Love very, it. very good job. Um, yeah, uh, did you do anything with that on, on Twitter or anything? You no, it was, it, Barstool posted it, so I saw it from there. Okay, and I was like, so you guys can have this respect, one. Respect there. We'll, we'll skate our lanes. Um, what else happened? Oh, um, somebody checked into a hotel, and when they were booking their hotel, there was a, you know how they say, uh, do you have any, any special, special requests? requests? Yeah, he requested there be a bunch of framed pictures of Jeff Goldblum in the hotel, and they did it. That is awesome. I did. Uh, I saw the pictures as well, and uh, I like that they ranged through his career. Like he has like young, sexy, naked Jeff. I Goldblum. did not know there was young, sexy, naked Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. I was very impressed by some of those pictures. Yes, young, sexy, naked Jeff Goldblum, and then there was like an age progression, and then they have like Silver Fox Jeff Goldblum in yeah. there as well. Um, those are hilarious, and they just, all they did was charge him for frames, and that's great. That's such an awesome, brilliant move. That since then, I've been thinking, oh, we should talk about what we would request. And I can't even think of anything. It would just have to be like Miles Teller stuff. Miles Teller. I thought of uh, maybe like a beware of dog sign. <laughs> but that's more of like a dad humor type thing. Yeah, that would be. Because there's not going to be a dog obviously. in the hotel room. <laughs> or wait, did, who was it? Did Lil Bow Wow have an album called Beware of Dog? I think so. Uh, that would be maybe good. If there was a... <laughs> I would request a beware of dog sign, and then in the room you can hear, like, is someone listening to a little Bow Wow in there? And, yeah, it's like, beware, guys, we're, we're bumping Bow Wow in here. I don't know. Uh, I don't even know. I've never even thought to fill out, like, a special request form on on a hotel thing. Right. Um, I'll tell you one hotel power move is if you're staying at a hotel and you're out boozing with the fellas, normally... You'd get food at the end of the night or something. A great move is to fill out the room service card when you go to bed. And then when you wake up in the morning, there is a bunch of fucking food there for you. It's pretty great. Isn't it cold? No, no I'm sorry. You, you uh, fill out like a breakfast thing. And they, oh. there's like you check which time you want to come. So if you have to get up, if you have to leave by 10 or whatever... Have some fucking eggs and bacon and shit there at nine fifteen. It is sounds like a pro move. It is a pro. I, I learned it from a pro. I did not think of it myself because I don't think of anything uh, good myself. Uh, speaking of which, I was playing cards the other night. Uh, shouts to cards. Forgot all about that. Right. Awesome. So did I. You super said, fun you, thing. You texted me. It was like I played cards with my buddy last night. I was like, fuck. That's still a thing. I could do that. <laughs> right. Uh, and that's how it came up. One of my friends was like, hey, you play cards. I was like, what, like poker? And he was like, yeah, trying to get a poker night together. And these are a bunch of like 31-year-old married right. guys, which are, I think that's prime age for wanting to do poker nights. I, w- that or like in high school, because I used to have poker oh, nights right, in high right. school because like it was like the thing to do. We if had you poker don't... months in high school. It was every day. My friend Kyle had a table. That yeah. was That was like the big thing in high school because you could do it without... Like, if there's nobody's having a party, like, you can't buy booze, you can't go out. Right. It's, like, the thing just to, like, it's hang out with your buddies. good, clean, legal, illegal gambling. Yes. And, you're, and it makes you feel older. You're staying out of trouble. Um, yeah, so I was playing cards, and the boxer versus boxer briefs thing came up because, interestingly enough, I brought it up. And uh, one of my friends said that he still wears boxers, and it was awesome. It was a fucking roast. It was like nice. six guys roasting one guy. Uh, I'm starting to think that my friend Scott, who you have kind of a feud with, I think he should come on the podcast at some point just to 
zing off one-liners because he's super funny. And he said, he said, you wear boxers, you still have braces, and it was just the 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 dogs were barking. So. I feel like uh, I feel like poker conversation is a uh, is a great thing. It is, and I just I missed so much of the. Um, I don't want to say, yeah, right, camaraderie's not the right word. Like, the, the dynamic between a bunch of guys, some are whom, some of whom are drunk and some of whom are kind of taking something seriously. So, yeah, it just yields all this really, really interesting banter. And uh, I think, like, one of the opening lines of uh, Louie, the TV show, do you remember that? Where yeah. they're, like, all playing cards and they're talking about, they're talking about the gay dude. At the at the card table, no. and they're talking about like what he like does as like a gay guy is like one of the funniest scenes in the history of that show. Uh, one of us brought up the scene in Curb when he's playing when they're playing poker, and he drops Larry drops a hard C on a guy, and then as a result of that, he comes out of the closet and divorces his wife. <laughs> so. Those are the kind of wacky things that can happen if you play poker. So, shouts to poker. Um, that's definitely going to be like my old guy move as a 28-year-old. Um, we did some on-demand movie reviews because we don't have as much TV to watch anymore. I know. We don't have the, uh, the Sunday programming to fall back on. Although I watched uh, a few episodes of the new Netflix show, Easy, and I would very much recommend it. It's kind of... Not just because it's a Netflix show, but it reminds me of Master of None in a lot of ways. It's just about like adulthood and relationships. Six. Nice. And um, each episode is about a different couple, and they act. It has like bangers of actors. It's got Dave Franco's in an episode. Uh, Malin Ackerman, whatever her name is, is in an episode, which I still don't understand. Banger of an actor, whatever her name is. She kind of went the J.C. Chazay route as well. She was hot shit for a minute. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, I don't think so. Sloane's friend in Entourage. Uh, I, just, I only have eyes for Sloane. Uh, the, uh, the blonde girl. And then after that, she was in 27 Dresses. She was in a bunch of stuff. I think she's, I don't know what her nationality is, but she's super dupes hot. Nice. And she was in a bunch of stuff, and now she's not really in anything anymore. Mm. So I guess we'll have to get to the bottom of that. So, yeah, check that out. Uh, quick music rec. Uh, Francis and the Light's new album, really good. Not as good as his older stuff, but I'm seeing him open for Chance this week. Crazy excited about that. I went on a ticket, uh, concert ticket buying binge last week. Really? Yeah. What'd you get? Got Moo. Nice. Uh, St. Lucia. Nice. Um, I think that's it. Oh, uh, group a love. A binge. That's a binge. Yeah. Uh, Three tickets. Nice. Um, Three shows. I'm for show going to go to Moo. Haven't copped those tickets yet because I'm lazy. Um, and yeah, I've got Chance the Rapper and. Are Francis you coming to Diary of Planets this weekend? What day is it? Saturday. That would be that'd be a heavy weekend because on Friday I'm going to Drum and Glass Houses. And I haven't listened to enough Glass Houses. Everyone loves them, but I'm just really excited to see Drum because that guy is fucking wacky. Um, maybe I'll go to Diarrhea Planet just because Everybody you guys won't shut the about fuck it. up about <laughs> Diarrhea Planet. Right. They, they're like The Wire, but not popular. <laughs> right. <laughs> they're The Wire, except nobody's seen it. Right, yeah. But the what? people who have don't shut up about it. I believed for a while that no one had seen Breaking Bad. I thought that it was just People a just running joke. Yeah, there's and then there's a joke on Family Guy when uh, he 
he's watching TV and it's like, we now return to Breaking Bad. <laughs> and it's just like dead Breaking silence. Breaking Bad is the best right, show that you've yeah. seen since The Wire. Right. It's like, you've never seen a show this good. <laughs> yeah. Maybe The Wire, though. <laughs> um, yeah, so on demand movie review. Uh, first one that we hit this weekend was... First one we chose to do and then the other one was kind of, we fell into it. Yeah. Uh, first one was called My Blind Brother. Yes. Is that, uh, did that come out in theaters? I think it, it's one I think of these deals. I think it's a Showtime. Uh, no, Stars Original. It's a Stars Original. Oh, That's really? What it is, yeah. Oh, I think I there's do there's a thing now where things are coming out in theaters and uh, on demand at the same time. Like the Beatles documentary, the Ron Howard one, came out in theaters and um, on Hulu a day apart from each other. It's very strange. And this one, I saw Nick Kroll was tweeting that it's uh, that it was. In theaters, like, in theaters Thursday and get it on demand Friday or something. Interesting. Yeah. Um, what you think? So it's, it's Nick Kroll uh, is the brother of Adam Scott, who is a blind guy and... A very big asshole. He's, the, like, the, the ultimate blowhard. Right. I like a movie where they just get right out the gate, like, hey, see this blind guy? He's a antagonist. fucking dick. <laughs> Fuck this guy. We're rooting against him. Um, and when he almost dies, you're like, oh, this will be so much easier for everybody if this happens. Um, and they both fall for the same girl. The same girl. Who is played but by But one Jenny of them Slate. just can't see it. <laughs> um, There's so much like low-hanging blind, blind humor. Blind humor, right, movie. just floating around. <laughs> and they don't always grab it, but they want your brain to right. get there. They, they have sex in front of him. <laughs> um Man, is there a way that we're going to talk about this movie without just gushing over? Jenny we should Slate? get to the Jenny Slate stuff first. Yeah, and I, I don't like where this podcast is going direction direction wise we because we've have talked two about girl episodes. We, we've talked about hot girls way too much in the past two episodes. But uh, yeah, I'm. This movie was like my coming out party for Jenny Slate. Like fully yeah. on board the Jenny Slate train. I had a couple toes in the water after uh, Joshy. Yeah, uh, where she plays like the fucking hot mess. Yeah, but I'm so on board with Jenny Slate. She is smoking in this movie, and she's just like such a cool chick. She is just again. I don't like to do this. She's very, very, very sexy. Yeah. Like the word like. People misuse the word sexy, you know? They, she's approachably sexy. They they throw it around. They'll say, like, oh, that person's that person's hot. She's sexy. That person's cute. That's sexy. And it's like, really think about it. Is she giving off sex appeal to you? Right. There's Sexy is reserved for, like, the upper echelon. Right. The sexy and cute and hot are, like, all different things. Right. Which is why, um, shit, what's her name? I can't think of her name. Um, but Julianne Moore's character in Crazy Stupid Love is a real catch. You find that that girl who's cute and wildly sexy at the same time, you snatch that up, Cal. Get her that ice cream. <laughs> get get that shit pregnant. Uh, one of my favorite lines from Jenny Slate in this movie was when she woke up the next morning after the one night stand at the beginning of the movie, and she said that I that she said that I was quote borderline I'm borderline poisoned <laughs> yeah. to to uh, to make up the to make up an excuse. For having slept with Nick Kroll's character, said I was borderline poisoned last night. That was a really, really sad scene. It really was, but it's so not like far fetched at all. Oh no, that happens. <laughs> yeah. That's she was basically like, "Ugh, I would rather do be anywhere in the world than having to talk to you right, right. now." She got out of there in a fucking hurry. So basically, the scene is um, 
So to set up the movie, um, Nick Kroll is Adam Scott's brother. Adam Scott or uh, is that yeah and adam scott is blind and he's a dickhead and he does a bunch of uh fitness stuff and races and he's a super duper big blowhard it's just all about attention for him yeah super narcissistic and uh he one night after uh after nick kroll has to run a marathon with his brother uh tied to his arm and everyone no one congratulates him everyone's just it's all about adam scott he goes out to to a bar to kind of get away from everything and he meets Jenny Slate's character and they bang who's there for like a post funeral reception right by the way because her ex-boyfriend had did he die or got hit by a bus oh he got hit by a bus I I, I knew he died I was thinking because she was saying it's my fault I was like did he kill himself or yeah that's right he He got hit hit by by a bus bus. while they were arguing right while she was trying to dump him because (laughs) he she didn't like his nipples um so anyway, they bang and then they w- wake up in the morning and it's just, it's such a fucking sad scene. He's just giddy as fuck. You can tell it's been a while and she is not feeling great about it. You know, uh, how do you feel about Nick Kroll in this movie? We've had the Nick I think Kroll we need discussion a neat, before. Ha- a neat Kroll and then Nick Kroll heat check because this is now two movies that I've kind of liked him in. I, I, uh, I didn't have a problem with him in this movie, but I definitely wasn't like blown away by him or I, anything like that i don't really i still don't really get the nick kroll appeal unless he's playing like a major asshole because like in joshy he was awesome right um his character his character was kind of tough to like in this movie really they kind of loaded up all the good character points on jenny slate's plate but um yeah just because he played a depressed guy so it's hard to be like yeah this depressed guy is killing it man you're just like fuck nick believe in yourself I will say that that he has the look of a depressed. Yo, guy. that's this is the most fitting role he's ever yes. played for sure. Um, yeah, I feel like if he played a douche in a lot of movies, he could easily be turned to the guy that everyone makes fun of. You know, he'd yeah. be like, "Hey, bros, let's go get laid," and people could be like, "You don't get laid, shut the fuck up." <laughs> and that would be the real life version of that Nick Kroll character. Um, yeah, this one, he's just kind of down in the dumps, uh, but it's not totally outside of the realm possibility that he would end up with someone like Jenny Slate's character, you know? Although, um, she tells Adam Scott's character that she loves him because she feels bad. Yeah. Like, there's an awkward moment in a restaurant, so she says, I love you. And then that night, he... Oh, so Adam Scott does not know that these two people have met and fucked before. Um, Because he's blind. Because he's blind, so (laughs) joke's on him. Um, And she... He tells her when they're sitting down with Adam Scott's character, he's writing it down on a notepad, like, I love you, I love you, I'm so sorry, I love you, blah, blah, blah. And she's dating Adam Scott's character, and Adam Scott goes out for a walk or something, and then he goes up to her, and he's, like, interfaced. He's like, I love you, I love you, I'm so sorry, I love you, I love you. And then they kiss. That wouldn't happen. That's a moment where she actually wouldn't kiss him, I feel like, in real life. It's a little rapey. Right, she, exactly. She would be like, and I feel like she would feel smothered as fuck. You know, and I just, yeah, I feel like that was unrealistic. She, but she has proved her character did prove to be this person who just like does stuff to get out of awkward situations. That's true, right? So that was a little pity kiss. Yes. So how could you date but that they, person? But then they, but then that turned into pity sex, right? Apparently, pity sex, and then he came back, and then it turned into secret sex yes. with someone, a secret <laughs> against someone who's in the room. That was a funny scene though when he's. Because he's going through something, and he's like, he's sorry, like guys, I'm sorry I'm being such a dick, and they're just, like, slowly putting their clothes back on. 
Yeah. Um, but what do you uh, who, what do you think was the better uh, better movie couple? Uh, Joshy uh, with the with Jenny Slate and the dude. I, I don't even know his name. But the, I don't either. But I don't know. He was pretty good in that movie. Yeah. Um, and then Jenny Slate and Nick Kroll. Who'd you pick? Um, well, the Joshy couple sees the guy from the Mindy Project cheating on his wife. So I would root against that one. I'll say that Jenny Slate was ah, fuck, like hotter in um, in My Blind Brother than yeah, she was. She in. was also. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this is a take I should put out there. Jenny Slate and I have the same hair. Like our hair. Like if if I were to have the hair the length of Jenny Slate's, it would look exactly like Jenny Slate's. It's just like very very thick and dark and like you also wavy. have like you also have like a similar nose kind of like you might look like Jenny Slate if you were a girl. Maybe so. That's just Maybe, is that why you're narcissism? To yeah. <laughs> I yes. I think that um. <laughs> I, you're, I'm you're not taking that as love, an insult. I don't know you're if you're in love with this. Jenny Slate because you've realized that she is you as a woman. Um, I would say that I've gotten compliments on the way my voice sounds, but <laughs> I don't. No one said fuck. Your vo- your voice smokes me out the way the way Jenny Slate. So you does. think that her voice is a pro? I would I would imagine that a lot of people find her voice unattractive as a turn off. Oh man, I think it's I think I like it. It's it's grown on me. It's very like raspy and annoying at first. Well, uh, she can make it annoying because a lot of people's first exposure to her was either on <laughs> SNL for that minute or as uh Jean-Ralphio's sister. Yeah. And she turns or, it the fuck oh, yeah. up. And that. she does it for the cat in uh, The Secret Life of Pets as well. Right. But you afterwards, you were like, who is the cat? Yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't realize. Yeah. I thought you were talking about the girl from um, from the uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, who's that? I forget her name. Oh, Ellie Kemper? Yeah, I thought that's who it was for some reason. Ellie Kemper's got uh, an attractive voice in a different way. It's more of like a, it's a safe, so she's got like a safe, sexy voice. Jenny Slate's got like a dangerous, dangerous voice. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. <laughs> I have no idea either. Um, what did you think about? Uh, what did you think about the roommate? The roommate. Oh, the roommate um, the movie. yeah. That's the uh, literally the only other character in the movie. It's just these yeah. three people the entire time, and then there's one scene where Jenny Slate's roommate comes out and hangs out with them. Um, how? How so? I just like I thought like the that, character, yeah. the, like hotness wise or whatever, like the character. I think that that's um, I she was a fine character, but that was kind of a very predictable storyline. So yeah. she, while she's dating Adam Scott's character, she brings out her roommate uh, to basically throw um, at at Nick Kroll's character, but she's fallen for Nick Kroll, and then those two start to get along, and she doesn't like it. So. Yeah, uh, she fucking pulled out a crazy person move and mentioned getting married to him on the first date. Yes. That uh, was a very, not directly to him, but like when she dropped that, I was like, Ugh. Yeah, mm. you've got to, that's one of those things where that, bitch. there's a moment when that's right to say, as we learned with Lena Waithe. Like, if, if you can read the room well and say very early on, like, yeah, yo, this bitch. I'm down, then cool, but... That's not the setting, I wouldn't think. Like a double <laughs> a date, double date, and like uh, with someone who your friend has fucked. Yeah, that's a uh, yeah. Read the room a little better there. Yeah, I, I was surprised that she uh, did. She know that that they had fucked before she agreed to go on the date. Yeah, she did, right? Yeah, I think yeah, so. Because that was like the whole source of conflict, right? 
about you know her dating the brother. Right. So how does she get mad? I don't know. That's that's such a strange. That was a strange story. Right. You can't me. sign up for crazy and then get mad at. And crazy. then she ended up with like the blind dude who. Uh, who reminded me of uh, Lil Kev from Always Sunny? He did remind me of Lil. Ke- yeah, that's <laughs> that's a very good call. That's uh, yeah. He but he was just blind. Yes, he was blind and sold. Well, a lot Lil of- Kev wasn't retarded. Uh, yeah, he, I don't think he I was think in the end. If but you like, were to put a debatable. gun to someone's to like fifty people's head and be like, "You have one second." Was Lil Kev retarded? Actually people, retarded. People no like, one fuck. remembers, but because it goes back and forth so many fucking yeah. times. And then, but I actually would say, based on his uh, freestyle at the end of that episode, there's like, no way he can be retarded because that was an awesome. Freestyle. I was gonna say that that freestyle might be that's like that was like a symptom for me. I <laughs> really? Was, yeah, that I was like it. those were some fucking weak ass bars. <laughs> I loved it. Was, uh, so disagree there. It like the the whole flow was like uh, it's like I met a girl. Her name was D. <laughs> she like blah. yeah, but he had some fucking. She had a weak ass crew. <laughs> like, nah, dude, that's. I think that at that point, Dennis was like, "Am I right, guys?" Um, <laughs> Little Kev's great though. One time, my fantasy football league. This is so lame. Uh, someone did a. Uh, they sent out an email saying who was whom from Always Sunny in Philadelphia. So like, I would. I was. D and then for like a week people call me Sweet Deej and I, I hated it yeah. um, because it was like uh, fine tolerable sometimes like it was I don't know it was very insulting to me but anyway they made my friend Andy Lil Kevin it was the most fucking accurate thing in the world nice. they had the gif of the popcorn oh <laughs> yes I love that fucking gif uh, the all right so we want to move on to the second movie yes. And any final thoughts for, for no, let's my get blind into brother? these sissies. Ah, uh, yes, we did. Uh, after I finished watching my blind brother, I watched Sisters with uh, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler, which is a movie that I've been avoiding for a long time. Just I think everyone was avoiding it because I heard I didn't hear great things, uh, and I like Tina Fey and it Amy Poehler bad. so much that I don't want anything to ruin my 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 perception of them. Uh, and I started watching the movie, and within like the first ten minutes, I was like fuck, why am I watching this? I don't want to be watching this. So I don't think I've seen all of the first 10 minutes. I, my experience with Sisters is I've seen most of it, and I just turn on the TV. It happened to be on HBO. Yeah. and I wish that's was, the way that it happened for me. It was in the middle of it. It was during the party scene, and two really funny, or like fun, funnier than I expected from that movie, things happened back to back. And then I got a text message from one of my friends because I was texting with him about like music stuff, and he said, uh, "To be honest, I'm just watching this movie Sisters, and it's mad funny." And then he was like, "Oops, wrong message." I was saying I meant to say that to somebody else, and I said that's funny because I just turned it on and I'm watching Sisters now too. So we just texted the whole night. Couple bros watching watching Sisters. Right, it was like a Tuesday night, like (laughs) watching Sisters experience. Uh, And uh, no, it was. I thought from the middle on, it was better than I expected. It was very. It was above average to good for like a good portion of the movie. Yeah, Uh, but it starts off so weak, and uh, it starts off very, uh, very dumb like stupid humor and yeah to see amy poehler and and tina fey do like low low hanging like stupid humor it's like oh you guys are so much better than this i know and i i think they i don't know if they're going for shock factor or what to be like okay two sisters one's the normal one one's the crazy one 
We're going to make Tina Fey the crazy yeah. one, though, because she's always the adult. I just think that they wanted to get like the character, uh, get the character bases established as soon as possible and super quickly so that they could just get to the other stuff. Uh, for like the portion, the mo- big portion of the movie, and so they just. But like, they did that too many times. There was so in the beginning, um, Amy Poehler is. She says something about her job or whatever, and then she's like, "How about you? How's your job?" And Tina Fey's out of work or something, and she doesn't know where her daughter is and shit like that. And then they uh, they see someone from high school. Who's like, oh yeah, you were crazy. You weren't. And then yeah. they're reading their diaries, and Tina Fey has a crazy story, and Amy Poehler doesn't. It's like, okay, we get we, it. We fucking get it. Yeah. Do don't do this a thousand more times. Um, it was. Uh, but once they get to the party, so it's just about two sisters whose parents are selling their house, so they throw one last party, and uh, there was some funny shit at the party. I forget. Um, I forget what made me laugh, but it was before the. Um, it was before Bobby Moynihan did Coke. Uh, maybe it was uh, John Cena. <laughs> well, uh, John Cena was the drug dealer. Oh yeah, the John drug C- dealer with the fucking tattoos on his face and his neck. Right, and doesn't he doesn't he kind of negotiate a hookup with uh, with Tina Fey? Basically, yeah, yeah. And so they do, the, I think that they was do the dirty dancing scene. Right, yeah. And, uh, but the party MVP by far was Bobby Moynihan. Bobby Moynihan's great. He is very underrated. Yeah. Um, he's got such a stupid face. <laughs> he's got a really stupid, but not not a punchable face. No, just, just a like stupid, a, like goofy face. It's just right. per- perfect just face for him. He's a dopey looking guy. Right. Yeah. Uh, he was funny. Uh, I, I, they had Ike Barinholtz play a, uh, play like a normal good guy. I think this movie was just so much about getting people out of um, their SNL. perceived. What? SNL. <laughs> no, yeah, in a way, but um, getting people out of like th- their their perceived um, roles that they're always in, you know, like yeah. Ike, Ike Barinholtz in Neighbors is a goofball. He's a goofball in the Mindy Project. I don't know what else he's in. Um, Amy Poehler is always the wacky person, and she's the straight laced person in this one. I don't even know if I made it to the end of the movie, but I think that overall it was. I think you'll be surprised when you watch. it. I would recommend it. Like, yeah, if you're not doing anything else, nice to like if it's on t- like you said, if it's on TV, it's a good on TV watch. Can you just uh, skip the first, basically until the party? Yeah, pretty much. I think that that might be the move because it's, it sounds like overall I had a sl- I'm, I may have liked it a little more, but that's because I think I missed a lot of boring stuff. Yeah, I, I, the, the the beginning parts are not necessary. Just watch the, the like it's just party humor. That's all it is. Yeah. Um, so it's, but you don't see those movies with adults, which is, that's kind of funny. It's, I mean, it's usually a bunch of high school kids, like just trying to get some puss and right. But now that's becoming like now, well, I guess sisters was ahead of the trend, but now that's becoming a thing like that, that movie, bad moms that just came out. It's like, Oh, we're older and now we're going to party. Yeah. Now that's, that shit's becoming play poker. Like, like real adults, (laughs) idiots. So, uh, yeah, it, it, that's like, it's just not funny enough to carry it on its own. Yeah. Like, it's just not creative. Um, so, we have some, special. we have some emails, Let's which we it. haven't checked in a while. Uh, Andrew says, if you guys are writing a sitcom, who would you cast and what would it be about? We thought about responding to this by doing a sitcom episode by like fucking writing a script and shit, but 
life happens and we just didn't have the time. But maybe one day we'll do a sitcom episode. Uh, Pete, what's your answer to this? Uh, if we're doing a sitcom, it obviously has to be about us. Yes. That's, it's that's a no-brainer. It's going brainer. to be autobiographical. You got to pull the Seinfeld. Yes. And uh, I think, who, who would you cast as you? I think you... you uh, I'd have a choice for you. I think I might pull a Kramer and have myself play myself. I think this is the beginning <laughs> of a very promising acting career. Uh, who would I... I've got we could have Jenny Slate play me. We could, <laughs> could. Yeah. yeah. We could make Deej a female character, which kind you'd of You'd be a lot is. more likable if Jenny Slate played you. That's true. <laughs> That's true. Um, who? Uh, I've got a choice. Uh, well, you go first. Are you going to say Ben Schwartz? Yep. Yeah. And so <laughs> I've gotten that before. Um, that was my choice. Good. I'll take good, Ben Schwartz. Call. I'd actually. So I've been compared to Ben Schwartz. Looks wise and John Ralphio wise, because I'm also a ridiculous man. So before I even like actually knew you, I compared you to uh, John <laughs> Ralphio. You? Yeah, did you? I said you were. Uh, I said you had uh, Aziz's personality with John Ralphio's hair. You no. were you the person who said that? That was me. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. I remember going to Matt Kalman in the press box, being like, "So someone on Twitter just said that I'm." Yep, that was this uh, guy. <laughs> that was. I think you. I, you know what? You got me into Parks and Rec because really? I didn't watch. Par- You're I, fucking welcome. <laughs> I was late on Parks and Rec, and um, I'd heard the John Ralphio thing before. And then you said Aziz's personality, and I was like, "I love Aziz. If I'm like that guy, then fucking great." And I watched it, and I think that you were maybe complimenting me a little too much. But no, no, it's true. I would say that I'm kind of similar to Tom. Be- it was before I knew you, right? Yeah. So. No, I, I would say that a lot of the, that. Like I think I'm similar to Michael Scott in a lot of ways. I think I'm also similar to Tom Haverford in a lot of ways, and I'll take that. Nice. Um, so, yeah, how about you? Ben Schwartz would be a good pick for you. Um, Matt Damon know. doesn't do TV. Yeah, he doesn't, and he's too old. Too right. old to play me. I don't know. It's a um, good question. I'll leave it up to the maybe people. Maybe one of the Stranger Things kids. <laughs> <laughs> What's her yeah. name? Millie Bobby Brown? <laughs> we'll do a show about us that's played by Jenny Slate. And young woman Millie Bobby Brown, the girl who plays Eleven. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be, I'd be thrilled to be played by Eleven. Right. Uh, that would be. That'd be great. I we don't should, know who should ca- be cast as me, though. We, you know what? Think of who you want to be, and we'll try to do uh, an episode where it's a sitcom, and we'll see if we can get these actors to to do it. Should be like, okay. hey, s- read these lines. <laughs> And send them back to us and do it with some conviction. Do it with some, some spunk and we'll put it together. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know who would play you. Um, to be honest, there aren't any like short actors. <laughs> there are. There are every actor in Hollywood is I'm not gonna short. Make, I'm not going to make the Peter Dinklage joke. Uh, <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland could play you. He's fucking too old. If, he, if Kiefer Sutherland's playing me, Matt Damon's playing me. <laughs> okay. Um, fuck. I really also the the fa- the statement that there are no short actors in Hollywood. Yeah, that was is wrong. The most asinine comment I've right. ever heard are, come out of your mouth. Because every actor in Hollywood is short. They just don't seem it because right. they fucking they make them they manipulate it. Yeah. Um, like Tom Tom Cruise is like five foot six. He would be. <laughs> so I'm better than you actors. I'm taller. Um, I want to spend like forty five more minutes thinking of that but it would just be us going uh, yeah, uh I don't know. so uh yeah. if you guys think of who can play pete 
Or you. Yeah. I'm, you know what? I'm still, I still haven't come down uh, that compliment you paid me. You used to be so nice to me on Twitter. Then you started being an asshole to everybody. To you. And then you blew up. <laughs> yeah. Um, Jacob Atkins says, I don't, do we, are we supposed to say first? Who fucking cares? Um, <laughs> Jacob Atkins, spelt A-D-K-I-N-S. We can give you his that email sucks. address as well. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, brunch people, you two should discuss bathroom etiquette. Oh, yeah, this is a good one. Um, it's a subject that people often don't talk about and needs to be addressed. For example, one, when, if ever, is it appropriate to use the handicap stall? Let's How take it one you... by one. Yeah, okay. Is it appropriate to use the handicap stall? Yeah, if there's nobody in the bathroom, you 100% take the handicap stall. It's You get your own room. Right. Yeah. You um, get fucking more real estate, more privacy. Why the fuck wouldn't you take the handicap stall? Because a handicapped person might come in and need it. Well, if they come in, they can't wait five seconds. Just because they're handicapped doesn't mean, you know what I'm saying? That's that. That's so. That's uh, they can hold. People it like would the rest take issue with that take, but I hear what you're saying. Yeah, it's very common it. to go into a bathroom and th- there's no place to go. You have to wait. Right. How do you pick the proper stall or urinal? Is talking ever permitted? Between friends, sure. I I'm not a fan of. The strangers talking to me while I'm trying to go to the bathroom. I don't like eye contact when you're... Oh, yeah. Uh, there's someone who I used to work with who, if I... A couple times, we'd end up in the bathroom at the same time. And he was big into, like, the look at you and smile. And I was like, man... Trying to check out that dick. Wieners are out right <laughs> now. Let's, yeah. let's... Let's keep it let's keep it straight ahead. Right. Tunnel vision. Uh, yeah, not a fan of the talking thing. Uh, actually... One of the first times that I was ever recognized in public was in a fucking bathroom. It nice. Was very awkward. Um, what do you do or uh, yeah, what do you do if you hear someone grunting slash struggling with their defecation? What the fuck do you think you yeah, keep what? living your life? What are you supposed to do? Like call the police? Yeah, come on. Just leave the guy alone. He's uh he's enjoying or not enjoying his his time. Just let him be. I'll say I love uh at a concert or something where it's just a bunch of drunk guys in the bathroom being drunk. I like that there's always a call and response type of thing. A bunch of guys yelling oh, yeah. shit and I that's that's my scene. I will say that like the the grunting while shitting is fine. I hate when dudes grunt when they piss. I was going to say that's so funny when they do that. It's so not funny. It's just right. <laughs> Dude, come on. They're having a come. I mean, right. Uh, it's funny that we said that because uh, I'm pretty sure that I like grunted every time that I pissed at Lollapalooza, but really? it was, but it was in but it was that, in an outhouse, so like that was also you were that was just a place for you to grunt. You needed to when you're expending right. all that energy and getting your ass kicked the way you are, you just need to yeah need right. a place to be like. Oh. And when you have to go to the bathroom for like 45 minutes at a time, when you finally get to go, it's a fucking religious experience, right? So when you're in a porta potty, you can fucking grunt all you want. Uh, Cody says, hello, Mr. Bean and Mr. Blackburn. That's us not saying hello back to you. I know neither of you like to call what you do, quote-unquote, journalism, but as someone who is interested in sports, quote-unquote, journalism, what college and career paths do you recommend taking to get into the industry? Um, journalism. Journalism would be a good, a good start. start. <laughs> I'll also say, um, I don't ha- I don't think either of us, ha- uh, us have an issue with journalism. Um... I think that it's not for me. We're but. aware of the ever-changing landscape. Like I, my job, I You're am a journalist, a journalist yeah. um, and I have no problem with that. I, I think my problem is with people who are journalists, and I just did a thing where I did flipped the, your the, hand. flipped my hair. 
thing. Um, when people do things like in the name of journalism and like I, I will not make this joke because I am a journalist. Right. Go fuck Shut yourself. Fuck Shut the fucking fuck up. That is, I think that journalists uh, use journalism as a kind of get out of jail free card. Right. Like, hey, how come you're not doing a good job? I can't because I'm, I'm being a journalist. a journalist. No, you can. Why don't you have any personality? Uh, because I'm a, I'm a serious journalist. Yes, exactly. People blame journalism for their fucking lack of personality. Um, oh, it's but, just because you're fucking boring and you don't bring anything to the table. Yes, exactly. Man, we're going hard on some journalists right now. Um, but yeah, no, journalism's great. Journalism's important. Without journalism, uh, I like there are the. The media is in an interesting place right now because things like the Ringer exist, and the Ringer I don't I wouldn't say is journalism per se. I think it's just a place where people write and We're good writers. Right, it's just a Assemble. place. Right, so uh, like Pete, you what you do would not classically be considered journalism. Like you're you're not you're not going in the trenches <laughs> trenches and shit. You're saying what's on your mind, and right. you don't feel. Um, like beholden to the like, oh, this must be very serious, and it, it's because it's journalism, and that's why you're good because you're n- not fucking taking that easy way out. So, because if you're, journalism's good and it's important, and if it weren't for journalism, like we wouldn't have anything to write about. But the thing about journalism is that everybody has to basically write the same way or like to the same standards. Right. So you have to be a fucking great writer to be considered a great journalist like either either you have to be a really great writer or a really great reporter i was gonna see i was gonna disagree with you there if you had left out the reporting thing i think that um yeah i I think that reporting is i've probably said this a million times reporting is super important that's really all i care about because i don't i think i'm a, a i think i'm good at writing in a conversational way I, I because I've been doing it for a long time I know what AP style is and everything like I, I know technically how to write well but I never write something and I'm like oh that is just a classic <laughs> that's a classic <laughs> you don't frame it and put it on your own wall <laughs> right yeah like if, if I like something that I write it's usually because I learned some I essentially report something interesting in it or because I got a good quote from somebody um so, yeah, I, I hope that we haven't come off as knocking journalism, even though we just spent the last three minutes being like, you know why journalists I, suck? We shit on journalists more than we shit on journalism. Right, exa- right. That's, that's a perfect way of putting it. Um, so, yeah, man, embrace journalism, but I'll say it's a strange time for journalism. I hate to give you this fucking warning that everyone gives people. They gave it to you. They gave it to me. Double major, you know, find a, th- think of maybe another way to do it. Um, because it's, it is, you, you have to be fucking lucky as balls to yeah. end up getting a job in straight up journalism. Like, I, I won't say that you got lucky. I would say that I you paved your way. pretty lucky though. I would disagree. I've, I like, got in at the right time. Me, for the most part. I don't know because this, this is going to turn into compliment hour. Like nobody did kind of what you did. So I would say that, I would say that you paved your way more than you got lucky, but most people who get into this get lucky in some way shape or form you end up at a good place and then you get promoted or something like i interned at a place and then they gave me a job afterwards There, like some lucky things had to happen there uh as far as like the school goes i think that like this this school 
aspect is kind of overrated. Like you don't need to borderline obsolete. I would say you don't need point. to fucking go to Syracuse to be a, a really good journalist. No, but definitely not. The benefit comes into the connections that you can make there. Right. I would say um, when I was in high school, I met Michael Hawley at a talent show. Interestingly enough, my friend was. It was called uh, Belmont Idol. My friend played his song with his band, and Michael Hawley was one of the judges. And when he finished his song, he said, Hey, Michael, I just want to say my friend DJ's here, and he'd probably be embarrassed if I said this, but I know he's a big fan of yours because he's always listening to your show, and he's always talking about funny things that you do. And I was pissed. And Michael <laughs> Hawley was like, Well, you tell your friend DJ that like at the intermission or whatever to come down and talk to me. So I went over, talked to Michael Hawley. It was the coolest moment of my life. And I was a senior, and he was like, so where are you applying? And I told him the, the schools I was applying to, and one of them was Syracuse. And he was like, man, he was like, I'm not trying to tell you how to live your life, but think about possibilities outside of Syracuse. He didn't say don't fucking go to Syracuse, but he was like, think about maybe trying to be uh, the big fish in a small pond. Yeah, that was that was basically the same way that i approached it i applied to syracuse and i wanted to go to syracuse it was my number one yeah didn't chose endicott was like the quote unquote like big fish type situation like got like way more uh like personal time with my professors and stuff like that and so no regrets yeah same with me um unh isn't where i went is not uh i don't think it screams journalism at people but it's where jackie mack went it's where um Shit, who is the guy? Um, he was Stephen Glass's editor. Um, but that's not a bad mark on him for being Stephen Glass's editor. But um, a lot of like famous journalists went to UNH, but it was kind of like what you said. You can actually learn from your professors, and you can talk to them. You can develop relationships with them. Like My, my journalism, uh, my first jur- news writing class... Uh, they early on in the class, like in a conference, this is going to sound like I'm paying myself a compliment, but my professor was like, Hey, uh, you're like, you have, you got a lot of stuff that you need to work on, but I've noticed that it seems that you, you really care about your leads and writing leads. And he was like, if the rest of the story is going to suck, then try to make it better and everything. He's like, but like, you seem to like writing leads, focus on that, make that your thing. And I've always taken a lot of pride in writing leads as a result of that. And I feel like at Syracuse, they're, they're not going to notice that, you know? So yeah. um, so that would be my recommendation. I would say that we've both done the non-Syracuse, non-Northwestern route. And I think that we've both lived to tell about it and have at least had some success. So that would be my recommendation there. Um, Mike Coyne. Yes. Says uh, what? Go. I'll go do it. Uh, I'm definitely drunk right now and eating pizza bagels. It's fucking baller. Love this kid. <laughs> just want to just want to know who you guys like better, Zach Efron or Miles Teller. I know you guys want Miles Teller on the podcast real bad, but who would be more of a success for the podcast if you could land one? Love them both, but I can see both arguments. Later, skaters with two eights. Nice. Um, I hope we haven't given the wrong impression. Have we ever said on this podcast that we like Zach Efron? I like Zach Efron. But I don't think that we've ever... Yeah, I don't... I think that's why we have Zac Efron heat checks. Right. That's the point. Right, we're we, trying to find we, shit out. We don't have Miles... Well, have we had Miles Teller heat checks? 
Probably. We've probably said those words in, too in a hot string. To, too hot. He's too hot <laughs> for heat We probably checks. said those words in a string at some point, but there's there's no point of a mile, mile solar heat check. Always hot. He's hot. Uh, Zach Efron, there's, he la- at various points in time, he lands on different parts of the scale. That's right. He's so, hot and cold. Right. Um, so. so definitely like Miles Stellar more. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean, sure. this guy's drunk, so we can't make fun of him too much. He's, he's putting away a 12-pack. But I've I've used that like ten times since last episode. Oh man, I forgot to mention my favorite line of uh, of uh, sisters, which was when uh, John Leguizamo's character is, was pre gaming for the pre game by uh, by eating, and he said and he said, "I'm just laying down a bread base." That's really and that's good. an amazing line. Uh, big fan of that. Going to use it for now from now on. Yeah, uh, just big fan of the fact that you know. That you've heard, referred to eating as laying down a bread base. <laughs> well, you, you've heard of like putting down a base, right? No, I've never oh, really? heard that. Yeah. So I was um, when you said you, you loved that, I was like, yeah, that's great. But I, I think I've heard of like you you put down a base, maybe lay down a base, but um, I don't think I'd heard. I, th- I think I've heard put down, but not lay down. But here's the thing, Pete. I think this is why this struck such a chord with you. Because you don't eat like a maniac. You don't need to think of excuses for why you're eating. You don't... Because you, you probably eat three meals a day, maybe occasionally a snack or a dessert, and that's it. Us other guys, we need to think of excuses for why we're eating again. So I think that with him, he was just saying, like, yeah, I probably don't ate mind 10 me. minutes ago. Right, yeah. <laughs> don't mind like, me. I'm just, I'm I'm just laying eating, down a I'm laying base. down a base. So I'm going to steal that, even when I'm not drinking. And people, people are like, hey, did you just eat and why are you eating oh i'm about to drink I'm laying down a base um the other night we ordered Domino's, and Ultimate i know drunk food right and people were giving the guy who ordered the pizza flack for a while and then like an hour later <laughs> two of my friends were like all right so seriously like we're gonna order pizza right now so they did a bang bang <laughs> with nice. with pizza um yeah uh how did we get there <laughs> We were talking about laying down bases and eating more food than you but should. Why? What's that? But why? How okay. did we get there from from the Miles Teller Zach Efron argument? Because you brought up that you liked laying down a base. I know, but how did I get there? <laughs> um, fuck. How did we get there? Uh, shit. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but for the Zach Efron Miles Teller debate, who do you think would be better on the podcast? I think it's their choice, quite frankly. Um, if I think that Zach Efron's got some potential, he could be really good with us. But if Miles Teller, I think Miles Teller is kind of trying to correct the record a bit. I think that he fancies himself uh, like a classic American throwback, and I don't want that. I want douchey Miles Teller. I want I want chops to be busted. I want stories to be told. I want suds to be put away. To be honest, and. I think that if and when we get Miles Teller, I want to be in person because I want to. I want there to be the sound of suds being swugged, <laughs> swigged, swugged, swugged. Uh, yeah, now I remember how we got there. You said put down a twelve pack, and I put down, yeah, yeah, and I right. got I got to put down. Is that what base. he said? Did he say? Did he say? I said it right. right? Put yeah, down I a twelve so. pack. Yeah, I think I so. could put down a twelve pack. <laughs> Not to brag, guys. Uh, only human. Excellent stuff. Uh, yeah. So th- that. W- 
I think I think that Miles Teller would be uh, the better podcast guest because I think Zach Efron would be like a little more reserved, a little less, a little more packaged, and Miles Teller might just be fucking letting it rip. Right? Yeah, Miles Teller is uh, Miles Teller is the shotgun, and uh, Zach Efron is the whatever a nice gun that has less of a spray is, like a pistol. But like a nice pistol. He's like a so Zach Efron, if he wants, could be like the golden gun. And Miles Teller is just a fucking he's Omar. His <laughs> sawed off shotgun. Yes. Um yeah. Okay. Goodbye. <laughs>